Warriors Life Podcast 2020 Episode 13. Uh, three days removed from the bombshell announcement, Stephen Kearney axed as Warriors coach. Um, Will Evans here with Brad Larkin. Brad, um, what were your first reactions? Oh, g'day. Good evening, Will. Yeah. Um, I thought it was a bit of a dirtbag move. I know I've been making whispers about replacing the coach, but I thought it was a pretty dirtbag move to do it immediately after what he's got these guys up for. So you're obviously trying to shirk responsibility of your part of the <laughs> the media push for Kearney's exit. <laughs> I don't think I had much, much to do with it, to be honest. But yeah, I, I, yeah, I just think it's a bit abrupt if... if things aren't hard enough already for everyone yeah just the uh the timing of it the you know the they've been there for seven weeks it's starting to get a bit hard for the boys over there and you take away probably their sort of biggest uh biggest comfort blanket um yeah it's tough for the team um i'm starting to see some of the reasons why maybe now but again it's still uh yeah, still, it's a pretty tough one for this group to take, I reckon. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's a bizarre move. It's a bizarre, but there must have been they must have been chatting behind the scenes, oh, like yeah. round by round. Like I, I don't think it was as out of the blue to him as it was for the fans. No, no, there's um, well, there's no way that they could have just made that decision based on, only on the South game. It must have been, you know, somewhat in their plans that after a biggish loss that they were going to pull the trigger um maybe they thought they would just get them over there um get them bedded in in australia and then you know see how the results went and yeah seems like it's always part one of, of the thing. only yeah one of the only things i can sort of maybe even start a conversation about thinking why they've done it now is just like it's mentioned we've got all those players off contract and under kearney i don't I think it would be nice to see how, if they perform under another coach, and that would sort of, if they don't, that seals the deal to get rid of them and save your money, but I don't know. Yeah, well, just just kind of related to that, Rob Crute, the, um, the chairman, kind of alluded to that today as part of the reason that they've got 13 players off contract. They want the, a new coach, whether that be Peyton oh. or, or, or a new one that they sign up to, you know, to be... In on those decisions and who stays, who goes. Um, another theory um, that's been floated is that Todd Payton might be in a bit of demand, and they really want to see how he goes as um, as coach, with a view to maybe giving him the gig full time. He's highly highly rated as assistant, and and the reason why he might be in demand elsewhere is because um, Paul Green's on thin ice um, in North Queensland. Peyton was kind of built his reputation as a as a good assistant at the Cowboys, so they might yeah, be sniffing yeah. around him. So that's another theory of why they've um, jumped early. Obviously, there's a few coaches um, uncertain around the Cowboys, Bulldogs, Dragons, and Sharks. There's, uh, so that's a lot of clubs looking for a new coach potentially. Um, Warriors just getting ahead of the game, but the only thing I've got in their favour it would it would suck to see the year out and just string along Peyton and then get to the end of it and go, oh, no, he's not good enough. Let's find someone. And then yeah. that new coach has got to rebuild in an off-season and then quickly get it up and running. So that so that next year's written off. At least if they hire someone early now, 
they yeah. can actually start recruiting and building a system and so they can yeah, start to hit the ground running. It's a fine line. Uh, you know, how long do you give Peyton a chance to choose himself, uh, to prove himself? And, you know, when do you sort of confirm a new a new coach? Because, what, you know, you don't want to wait too long. When does it open up when you can actually start talks with players and signing? Is that open all year? It's not, is it? Uh, yeah, well, from, from uh, I think it's November 30 from the previous year, or the, like, so effectively 12 months from their contract bang up, you can start talking. Ah, oh, okay. Players, so, um, yeah, it's, they'll be in, uh, you know, planning mode of who they might want to keep, and obviously this coaching situation makes it fairly complicated, I suppose. Um, God, there, there seems to be about a thousand options for coach, doesn't there? Yeah, Jesus. none of them are overly, um, uh, overly enticing. We'll come to those soon. Um, just, I guess, wrapping up the Stephen Kearney era. Um, for me, yeah, but it obviously wasn't a success, the, the um, Kearney era. We had that great year in 2018, 2017, 2019. Really, really frustrating and, um, and boring football to watch. And, um, yeah gross underachievement and then sack six, six uh, games into his fourth season so it's obviously going to be seen as a failure um, whether that's all entirely his fault I kind of feel like he wasn't maybe um, in charge enough um, there's decision made, decisions made obviously the Sean Johnson decision there's a lot of debate about whether he was you know pro that or, or against it so um, yeah maybe he didn't get the the best support that he could have from his management, but um, yeah, He's yeah. Done. I'm just, I'm just going to look back at it as just probably the most conservative years the Warriors ever went through. Yeah, there's two, yeah, two things that people, what fans uh, point out, and there's a conservative style trying to be a bit too much like Melbourne Storm when he clearly didn't have the cattle, and uh, also been maybe not or too loyal to some players, certainly not adventurous enough in his selections a lot of the time. Um, and they're probably fair assessments, I would say. Um, so obviously, which is strange, isn't it? Because he was pretty loose and rugged on a field, wasn't he? Well, it's a bit Give of away an penalties all the time. It's it's out of it. Yeah. Some players can totally change. Got to, uh, becoming a pro. Yeah, just suspended a few times, and you know, a bit of a ball player and that sort of thing. So, uh, yeah, yeah, interesting one. But I did just want to say, you know, hasn't worked out as a head coach for for Kearney. He's, uh, highly rated as an assistant and had a lot of success in that role and as a New Zealand test coach but uh, probably one of the best blokes you'd ever come across in the game like that that was probably my overwhelming thought was you got to feel sorry for the guy because he is such a nice guy pours his heart and soul into it and you know that you know that everyone there would absolutely love the guy um, and yeah it's 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 sad for him Oh, it is, and that's that's life, isn't it? If you if you're not good enough in some yeah. situations, you can be the best guy. Yeah, it's a shame because you watched. I remember watching those preseason shows and that, and just seeing his attitude and that coaching that team. I was like, this dude is cool. Yeah, he looks like a rad, tough man. But then it's just there's nothing translated to the field. No, you know? certainly not. Uh, last year and the the start of this year. Um, as it, the, some listeners, the, the um, unfortunate ones that might have listened to our Christmas special, I would have um, 
mention that the, this, this is an example of the kind of guy Stephen Kearney is, and this is in the lead up to um, to his la- or to the last game of the season in Canberra, and um, he took the time out. He heard that that my dad had been diagnosed with uh, terminal cancer, but took the time out and the build up to a high pressure game um, with a lot of negative publicity around the Warriors to you know bring us up and wish us the best and have a bit of a yarn. Um, and yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of stories about that, about like that, about Stephen Kearney, just a just a really Decent genuine bloke. guy. Um, text him to to um, you know to wish him all the best in the last couple of days, and his response again, you know, just shows what a what a genuine down to earth guy he is, and yeah, not so sad to see him go in a way, or just more sad that it, that he wasn't the you know he wasn't the answer. To the Warriors at Riddle. Yeah, you'd have loved to see him succeed. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, I, I'd have loved to see him succeed at the club. But he has, and it's funny, you get that human side. Like, I bagged the living shit out of Mary McGregor. But he was on TV a couple of weeks ago after another heavy loss. And you see the human being in his face, and you just felt so sorry for them. These guys carry so much weight on their shoulders, just getting told that they're shit. At what they do continuously. Yeah, partic- a, particularly the coaches. Big, man. Yeah, yeah, but you know they get paid the big bucks and um, it is results based business. So, oh, how yeah. good would it be just being an assistant coach? Eh? I reckon that's <laughs> yeah. the gig. Yeah, <laughs> get get the track suits, you get the good seats at a game. Yeah, no, far less pressure. Oh see yeah, if, um, no shit. See if Todd Payton. Um, thinks that being a head coach is better than an assistant coach in, over the next couple of months. Uh, <laughs> so how do you see, what do you see the 2020 season looking like for us now? We've got 14 games left. You know, what's realistic for us, given the scenario we're in and you oh. know, how we've played so far? Oh, I've seen you had this jotted down on our little pre-list there. And oh, it's, it's harder to pick than a broken nose, this man. It's, there's just no way you can work out what's going to happen. We've tried to do it with stability, and that's been we've been done at that. Yeah. How do we try and pick what's going to happen with instability? Who knows? They could. Of course, we've got Melbourne Storm. Always have a top yeah. team after shit goes down, so they'll play probably play out of their skin for a couple of three weeks. But I don't know. Do you know much about Payton? No, only for just hearsay and um, talk. Uh, had a fair bit of insight from Michael Burgess on the on our podcast on Sunday. Um, he's had a bit to do with him just uh, being you know in and around the club um, since Peyton's been there and sounds like a you know pretty cluey sort of guy and he's obviously he's been sort of you know um, touted as a future NRL coach um, not that yeah. that always means I, too much but yeah I just don't know if the Warriors are the right place for people to serve the apprenticeship or try because yeah I think we need to go for someone that at least has got some some sort of track record. Well, let's run through the contenders because our, our best coaches uh, to date have been guys that haven't had a first grade gig before, Daniel Anderson and um, mm-hmm. Touche, touche. But in our, in our high profile coaches, your John Moniz, um and I've Probably wouldn't put Frank Endicott um, in that basket because he hadn't coached a premiership team before. But um, you know, some other Matt Elliott, very experienced when he came here. They would, they obviously didn't succeed. Um, yeah, fair enough. And that was maybe the uh, tack they took when they they um, had a crack with McFadden, who I still think was 
incredibly unlucky not to find a bit of success here. Um, but yeah, looking at the contenders, so Sean Wayne, the English coach that was uh, thrown about, he had a long and successful stint at Wigan. Yeah, um, you, yeah, quite a big personality. I quite like the cut of his jib. I think he's the England coach now that the Wayne Bennett is gone. Yeah, yeah, if I'm not yeah. Mistaken. Um, but yeah, otherwise I don't know too much about him. He's he's talked about coming to the NRL before. Um, it might be a pretty big punt though. But yeah, I think option. he's he's a long way down the list. Now, someone I've seen a fair bit of support for, and I I can't get behind it. Anthony Griffin, sacked by two clubs, Brisbane and Penrith. Bit of success at both. Um, you know, preliminary finals or, th- or at least a few finals appearances with both clubs. Uh, but yeah, what do you th- what are your thoughts on Anthony? Griffin? Nah, but he's a bit abrasive. Bit abrasive. Mm. It'd just... be a hard one. I don't know. I, I again, I, I'm not totally. I, I don't think he's a horrendous coach. I just think he's a couple away from the ideal ones because there's a few names rolling around. Yeah. yeah, no. No to Griffin. Uh, Jeff Turvey was one that we had sort of put on our, um, our our first reserve list for quite a long time, and I've gone a bit cold on him, um, just seeing him on 360. I'm just not quite sure if he is yeah, the I, um, I tactician that we de- <laughs> desperately know. need. I don't know if he's getting older, and I don't know if there's much grass up in the top pad again. <laughs> he's just looking. Yeah, I don't know. Those head knocks are coming back to haunt him. I think Toops, and he has. He's been out of it since 2015. Yeah, had a pretty. Well, he had a stint at Bradford during that time, um, but yeah, without a lot of success there. It is. Yeah, it would be a bit of a gamble not in the NRL game, even sort of with a, a club as an assistant or anything. It's sort of you sort of think, does he? Nathan Brown, he was brought onto the Warriors coaching staff over the summer ostensibly to, to look over our hookers and I'm not sure how much he's had to do with the club since the um, the lockdown hit but yeah, Nathan, again a, a coach that's had a lot of NRL experience but not a lot of success a recruited I saw someone um, giving him a big rap um, might have been on 360 because he'd assembled you know such a good roster at the Knights but we need someone that's going to do more than you know put a good team on paper together we've certainly had good teams on paper before it's about making them perform yeah I, yeah, I, I like I like I like Nathan Brown as an option I um, okay. I like the fact that he can rebuild something that's one because we are rebuilding there's a couple on the list. I think Wayne Bennett's another one touted as well, and he did some of his team reach out. Well, yeah, well, reportedly, um, that would surprise me. It'd be a big move for Bennett. Would just about uh, certifying that as the goat if he could, um, if he could, if he could uh, be the one that, that brought the Warriors success. Maybe he's a bit worried about the um, coronavirus picking up a bit in Aussie again. He wants to. Uh, to get over he's to New Zealand where it's a bit safer being an elderly gent. He's in that bracket. Yeah, but so you liken him you got so you got him. I reckon Bennett's more of a finisher. Like mm. he's he's the finishing paddock for the cattle. You get them growing and going all right and then you give it to the guy to finish him to get top dollar for it. Yeah. I reckon Brown's the guy that gets the cattle 
to the finisher. Yeah, geez, that's oh. a long term, uh, long term forecast. You're just about starting at rock bottom again. Um, oh, I know. Yeah, I, I certainly <laughs> see you. Certainly. Oh, see who else point. is there? Who else is there? Give me some hope. Well, Shane Flanagan, probably unlikely. Um, I did see a theory that because he, he's uh, not allowed to coach next year um, due to his yeah. NRL ban, even though he is an assistant at the Dragons at the moment. Um, someone theorised that maybe the because the NRL owes the Warriors a couple of solids, they might let him come back early to coach the Warriors. Um, <laughs> I, he's someone that could, it won't happen, but he's probably the sort of hard-nosed coach that um, that probably could do the job here. Yeah, um, I, I wouldn't mind playing again, but yeah. it's just too far away. Yeah, and it's yeah highly unlikely. Um, I think he's sweating out that uh, Dragons job. Um, Craig Bellamy, obviously that's the dream hire, but yeah, highly unlikely again. So like, what's the story of him? Is he only signed there till next year again? Uh, I think so, or yeah, I'm not Because there, sure. there was whispers of him going to the Bulldogs, but he put yeah. me into that pretty quick. Yeah, um, again, he's... he's Coached his whole, whole career at uh, Melbourne. I d- he doesn't say... Like, I think a lot of people like to talk about him maybe going to the Broncos to, you know, rebuild them or going to another club to, you know, show that he is truly the greatest coach of all time. But he probably feels like... Oh, he doesn't strike me as the type of bloke that can be bothered with that sort of shit, yeah, eh? Yeah, and yeah, come to New Zealand. I just... I don't really see it happening. As good as it would be... Um, uh, another one, Michael Maguire. He's he's obviously with West Tigers at the moment. Not quite sure of uh, how long he's contracted for, but he is the Kiwis coach and also has a bit of a gig um, with the NZRL as far as our development goes. So you know, there's a few common threads there that would make coaching the Warriors um, quite a handy proposition for everyone involved. Um, yeah, I, I love Woggy. Yeah, he he. Yeah, I think he could be the sort of guy that whips us into shape. Yeah, um, and to attract the odd player as well. Yeah, for sure. Um, bring some of the decent Kiwis test players here. Um, yeah, yeah. But again, yeah, I don't, I don't see the Tigers letting him go after the fiascos they've had with Jason Taylor and <laughs> Cleary and uh, now Maguire. Yeah, it's and just everything that that. Maguire's talked about building out at uh, Tiger Town. There, it'd be you might get a bit of flack for for leaving, but yeah, yeah I don't know if the Warriors gig's the one for him to draw him out of that Tigers one. Maybe not. A um, couple of guys that um, haven't coached NRL before, but are sort of the next calves off the rank as far as future NRL coaches go, according to the good judges, Craig Fitzgibbon on Trent Robinson staff right now. Yeah, I don't mind him. Yeah, I don't, I don't mind. I don't know too he's much a about smart his coaching, player. but yeah, great player. Uh, not haven't really seen too much of him being interviewed or know too much about his credentials. But if he's on Robinson stuff, he must be pretty sharp. Um, and then there's Jason Riles, who's uh, another one to come through the Melbourne system under Bellamy, and yeah, he's um, been around the traps for quite a while, coaching wise as well. So, yeah, so, so nah. Neither to them, you know. You're not, you're not keen to take yeah, a pun I, on Ricky. I like Fitzgibbon, not mm. Riles. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I like the idea of Fitzgibbon. He seems just smart. 
Riles was, I don't know, because you don't know them coaching, you always hark back to their playing <laughs> days. And Riles was just that idiot prop prick of a human being. It's like, oh, I don't want him to represent. I don't want to give him nothing. I wouldn't give him the shirt off my back, let alone the job of coaching my favourite team. Yeah, fair enough. Okay, well, it's a line through Not Jason Riles. Getting steamed up at this end. Getting steamed up. It's a line through Jason Riles because Brad didn't like him when he was a 22-year-old prop. Um... <laughs> I don't think he's an option for the Warriors, but and I just brought it up just as a bizarre talking point. Eddie Jones has been linked to the Sharks job, was it? Yeah. Um, and yeah. I see you had this jotted down, and I, I, I like, he would love to coach a Kiwi team <laughs> in an Aussie competition. He's that type of prick. Yeah, he would, would actually. He, like, he really got off on being the England coach um, because it, you know, it was about the ultimate as far as being, you know, kind of anti-Australian you could be. Um, yeah. He would love to take a New Zealand team that's never won a title right to the top but, and go, if you Kiwis, yeah. and then bail on out. But at the, at the end of the day, he is a rugby union coach and I really don't see how that would work. Didn't work for Alan Jones at the Tigers in the early 90s. Um, see it even working even less. That was so, bizarre, eh, that Alan Jones? Oh, man, I've read a lot about it sort of since then and just in the articles from the time what were they what was anyone thinking because it's not as if you have the assistants like these days eh? no. it would have been a pretty hands-on job no he still pretty much had a full-time <laughs> job was, he did do it for free though um which is interesting he did oh, it pro did bono he? yeah um uh, um did he? yeah yeah weird eh? um yeah, that's real weird uh now Graham Lowe came out a couple of a few weeks ago now and said that he would uh, would mind having a crack at coaching again. Um, last coached a first grade team in nineteen ninety six for the Cowboys. Um, that right? I I I don't know if Lowe could do it these days. No, I, he's he's sort big... of like that coach, like a Bluey McLennan. With a, it's all heart, mm. and it's pretty hard keeping a team up in this this time and era with just heart. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a different ball game to, to when he was in in his prime. Um, love Lowy as a personality, and he's a fascinating man to talk to. But God, that'll be the final straw, though. Eh? That would kill him. That would be <laughs> that would well, be it. He's only he's knocking on death's door every six weeks for the sound of it. Anyway, yeah, he, he shouldn't be taking any risks like that. Yeah, he um, definitely he was pushing the envelope when he was at Manly and coaching Queensland. Had a few close calls. <laughs> have you seen that? Um, have you seen that documentary that came out when I think when he was still at Manly? It's a, it's a great video. Oh, it's on, it's on no. YouTube. I oh, should check it out. It's awesome. I've seen it hundreds of times. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's great. Some great old highlights as well. Um, and I've and I've only even uttering this name because it was uh, in a Fox Sports article. Because it basically said, well, Stephen Kearney was long-time Kiwis coach, so you'd have to think David Kidwell was in the mix. He was a short-term Kiwis coach, though, and very the, unsuccessful. The um, the coach of the most embarrassing campaign in Kiwis history. I, I, there's no way. If honestly, if he got the Warriors job, I'd have to take a sabbatical for the three that or four would be weeks me. he, he yeah. lasted. Um, yeah. I would have lost all faith. It's a no to David Kidwell. The, the negative parts of 
of what Stephen Kearney's criticised for, um, you know, loyalty, poor game plan. David Kidwell is is that on steroids, and there's no way. That <laughs> Literally he, on steroids. He, he, yeah, I still have to see the um, the mural of David Kidwell in Christchurch every time I go into the city, and it's just a, a testament to um, the humiliation that was the 2017 World Cup. <laughs> Um, nothing against... Is there a mural in there? Oh, yeah, it's enormous. It's um, They did it before the World Cup. And I was like, oh, that that's going to backfire. Um, it's it's a pretty cool uh, giant picture of him um, playing in his Kiwi days and was one of the, the best Kiwis of his era. Uh, yeah. Absolute enforcer. Yeah. Certainly nothing against the guy as a player. Um, and then a giant head uh, from more recent times kind of hovering over it in, in the background. It's, yeah. So there's two of them? Yeah. It's, so him as a player. Oh, and then a that's, a, that's a bad decision, Canterbury. It's yeah, a real but... bad decision. At least Dunedin took it real safe, and it was still controversial with Ed Sheeran. <laughs> How yeah. the hell did David Kidwell get across the line? Yeah. Uh, Ed Sheeran, the great Dunedinite. Um <laughs> Anyway, that's yeah. There's no way they could be considering David Kipper. He is back on the staff at Parramatta, um, so he must have something going for him as a coach, but definitely not as a head coach. I reckon he's good out there as an assistant, barking at people and getting grumpy and yelling and screaming. But I just don't think he's got a, um, a, oh, enough of a game plan type brain to him. He's tough and rugged. Yeah, how do you say that without calling a man dumb? <laughs> But yeah, just a bit of footy smart. Jeez, yeah. I'd hate to have him hear this. He would smash the <laughs> shit out of me. Yeah, he would smash it in half. Um, <laughs> um, and just finishing up on um, on this coach chat and what it means for the future, you'd have to think that Cameron George's head is on the block for this next uh, move if it's if they don't hit the mark with. Uh, with the next coach they appoint. I mean, he's overseen a pretty ordinary 18 months for the club. Some horrific decisions, beginning with um, orchestrating Sean Johnson leaving the club. And, yeah. Yeah, he's he's definitely the next man on the block. He is, if there's failings from here, it won't be the coach that goes next. It will be him before a coach. Well, you've got a um, pretty... It sounds like we've got a bit of a hot-headed owner. Not that that's necessarily a bad thing, but if he's looking for someone to looking for changes, there's not really anyone else to, um, you know, to point the finger at. <laughs> no one left. Yeah, it's empty. Um, so uh, yeah, very interesting times coming up for everyone at the club. Yeah, how did how did we go on the coach chat just then? Did we do all right? Cover it off. I think so. I mean, it's, it's... points, pros, cons. Yeah. I'll, I'll give us a, a pass, mark. Yeah, I was going to say 6 out of 10, maybe. Yeah, might be a bit generous. <laughs> 5.5. Yeah, fair enough. Um, I just had a bit of a stack corner, just to stick in the middle here, because uh, I was hearing Jamie Soward, um, you know, the old uh, chestnut of, oh, the Cape Warriors, yeah, yeah, yeah. Warriors have got a whole country to choose from. Um, I hate it when I hear that, but... There is some truth to it in that we just aren't um, developing the better Kiwis. Um, so I've just got a few stats to illustrate that. Since 2012, there's been 49 players debut for the Kiwis. 
just nine came from the Warriors, and it might seem like a decent amount, but I mean, we are uh, the key, the New Zealand based yeah. club. But uh, putting that in even more stark contrast, only two of those, Sean Johnson and Ken Mamalo, uh, rep- of those nine players, represented the Kiwis for more than one season, and five of them were one test wonders. Um, Gee whiz. Yeah, so I mean, we're not, not only are we not really getting our producing our sort of proportion of um of kiwi internationals that we probably should we're not even producing the good ones when we do produce them i i think i think we're not even getting the best anymore i, th- I think because of the the form of the warriors and this their history now is biting them in the bum a bit these kiwi lads know they can go to a better team and get better set up in aussie well and the the scouts just must be from australia must be scouting better this you know, oh, there's definitely more of them on the every, ground over here. You can just look at the percentage of Pacific Island and Kiwi players in the comp these days. And um, we've certainly gone after trying to buy back the Kiwis. We've, we've gone on to uh, buy five of those uh, remaining 40 internationals, international debutants in the last seven years, um, and plus a few that debuted before that, Blair, Isaac Luke, Beal, Kieran Foran, um, and another six debuted for the Kiwis from other clubs after leaving the Warriors, most notably Charles Nickel Klostad and um, CSEWA Taukaaho. So, yeah, makes for pretty grim reading, really, when you, you know, it's got to start there and your development and recruitment as far as your your playing roster goes. And, yeah, the best, yeah. The best coach in the world isn't going to get your premiership if um, you haven't got your playing stock. Oh. Right? least change is something to look forward to with this coach. Yeah, least it gives 100%. us something to look forward to now. Yeah. Hopefully seeing a bit of change. We may see rubbish again, but we're used to seeing rubbish, so who gives a shit? Yeah, <laughs> Hopefully it's... we get a bit of some highlights. Yeah, it's, it's um, be fairly addressed up differently. So, you know, it's it, hopefully we'll see change. Um, Peyton came here as the attack coach. Um, that probably doesn't bode so well because their attack's been awful since the start of last season. But... <laughs> Maybe without um, the handbrake of, of Steve Kearney if he was sort of, you know, trying to to make it a bit more conservative to what Todd Payton would have ideally wanted. Maybe we'll see, you know, some of uh, that flair come back or just a different style, something to shake things up a bit. Did the assistants all stay? Is it the same as... Uh, so, yeah, yep, so far. And I guess, you know, the, the whole uh, the bubble thing is... is Makes it pretty complicated to bring, you know, people in at the moment. But um, yeah, at the moment it'll just be he's got uh, Stacey, Tony, Edel, and um, Justin Morgan there. So. Oh, that's God. That's the whole. I hope when they if they change um, coach, if they do change, I hope they put a broom through the whole lot of them there. Yeah, as much <laughs> as they have a nice bunch of blokes, but um, they, yeah, there has been an alarming lack of change in the um in the assistant yeah. ranks um during the you know we've had mcfadden and i think some of those you know tony Edo has been there since mclennan was coach um or even beforehand so has he yeah he's, he's been there for in different roles lower grade and and uh, development and recruitment i think even but yeah whatever happened to john ackland i don't know he probably the unluckiest guy to not get the the gig particularly of kiwi coach um, yeah. So good. So, Low grades. Um, just, yeah. 
Never got given didn't get a chance, did he? Mm. Um, probably for the best for, for him. He didn't. He just gets to um, sit there on the you know what might have been list instead of you know, yeah. list of uh, coaches that didn't didn't make he it. Probably got a, a water blasting business in Auckland. <laughs> and he's just happy as a pig and shit watching this go down. Going, oh, it is happily water blast people's driveways. No dramas. Uh, Jesus, I, I dodged a bullet uh, there. I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm going to find out what he does if you've hit that on the head. I think he's, I reckon he's got a more uh, lucrative gig. H two O blast it. Get <laughs> a personalised plate. Um, so if you listen, right. John Acklin, text us in yeah, and uh, let us know what you're doing for a crust. Um, yeah. Just wanted to uh, run a couple of recruitment rumours past year. These would both be pretty controversial signings. We've heard uh, that Jackson Hastings, um, currently Super League, looking to come back to the NRL and that the Warriors are one of the main uh, potential destinations for him. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, it, yeah, Jackson Hastings, and then the other one you're going to mention, who's the other one? Jack DeBellin. Yeah, Jack DeBellin is the other one. I don't... Yeah, I don't know what actually happened, but he must have some sort of dodgy thing going on to be dragged around this long. And then Flanagan, all I could think of was Mean Machine, yeah, that Burt Reynolds gridiron <laughs> movie, prison movie, where they get all the prison and they go against the guards. It's like they're building that squad. Get bloody lodge in there, just buy every trim. Get them, change the jerseys to black and red, call them Mean Machine and send them out. Oh, man. Um, yeah, I, when I saw the Warriors linked to Jack DeBellin when he hasn't even been cleared yet, I was stunned. Um, yeah, that's, that's how hard it is to get people here, though, for them at the moment, isn't it? But it like they, was, they're praying on the week. He was one of the, the better forwards in the game, I guess, when all of this uh, went down. But, you know, for me, even the best-case scenario of what's happened there is pretty unsavoury, and I'd prefer to not have him. Yeah, yeah I don't... Yeah. Um, Jackson Hastings uh, sounds like he's maybe grown up a bit in Super League. He had a hell of a season for um, Salford, I think it was, in, in Super League. Yeah. And, and now he's at Wigan, and that season got cut short pretty quickly. But um, yeah, on his day, he could be the kind of player. So refresh that... me. What did he do wrong? What happened to him? Um, what did he get back? He was a bit of a, um, bit of a troublemaker, I think. He was a bit on the nose at the Roosters um, after being there for quite a long time and he was nothing kind of, criminal though eh? he's just no, getting in trouble for silly stuff all the time yeah and it, he was uh, kind of at the center of the whole of of a big fallout at manly um i think uh. around the whole uh was it the strip club and um where they're out in the outback somewhere cool oh, that would have been a good spot yeah, um, <laughs> yeah I imagine the imagine the girls at that thing i'm i'm assuming it was i think it was all around the same time and it all blew up and yeah the, apparently the whole squad was off him and he was playing uh reserve grade uh but yeah since turned things around in super league and linked with us it's not too many good halves on the market and we could yeah be in the market i wouldn't yeah i wouldn't mind hastings he, mm. he's like a todd carney he sort of he just yeah. attracted a bit of trouble, I think. Yeah. Um, Hopefully he's grown up a bit and he's not too cancerous in the squad anymore. Yeah, you wouldn't think so. It could be the, the kind of guy that can uh, yeah, spark a bit of change here, but we'll see. No doubt yeah, the but, recruitment wheels will keep spinning. Um, as yeah, I just don't know if my moral compass would like mm. the balance there. Yeah, it doesn't sit that well, does it? 
doesn't. Quickly, it almost seems irrelevant now that uh, that Stephen Kearney is gone, but uh, a quick roundup of the South Sydney game, 40-12 to 12 loss on Friday night. Um, it could have been so different. I mean, I wonder what would have happened if we won. Obviously, they're not going to sack the coach after you win a game. Uh, they're on the verge of going up 12-6 a couple of times. They're looking pretty good. Then an intercept from Dane Gagai if Peter Hicku changes the game. Cody Nikarima binned on the back of it. South's running a bunch of tries in there. ahead 22-6 at half time. Some pretty ordinary refereeing. Um, notably not uh, referring a decision where David Fusatua was about to go in for a try, which would have been at 18-12. Um, got collected high and didn't even get referred. So And South scored on the back of that. So... Bit unlucky, but yeah, again, the the defence was pretty soft in the second half and couldn't work their way back into it. There were signs there that they were, you know, sort of on the at least trying a bit more. I thought Cody was kind of quite impressive again, um, just his involvement and uh, yeah. But again, it, it almost seems redundant. Talking that's about it. it. Yeah, I've I've long forgot about this game with everything that's gone on. Uh, yeah, that results. Jesus, bugger all in terms of what's happening. They, I don't know, are they starting to run out of energy over there? They won the week before, didn't they? And yeah. we're talking about... It, 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 you might as well ask the cat for an opinion on how they're going to go. <laughs> it's ridiculous. You, you just don't know. You don't know. You just, we're just going to have to wait for the game, watch it, and then comment on it post-game. <laughs> yeah. Again, I thought, it, yeah, this one was probably a bit different to how despondent we were after the Penrith loss. They at least showed a bit of um, something there. Uh, the Fords were, some of the Fords were good again. Um, particularly Toru Harris is still on fire. Uh, yeah. But yeah, again, things have changed up considerably. So we'll roll straight into our preview of Friday night's game. Uh, first looking at our team list. So a few changes. Big Ken's back. I see that. So that's see exciting. That. It would yeah. The, all of a sudden. The back lines. That probably, I guess, what a lot of people would say was full strength, isn't it, yeah. really? Herbert Hiku, Fusatua, Mamalo. So that was, um, you know, it's certainly not the strongest, particularly in the centres, but it is probably the best week in field. Yeah. With, uh, who we've got available. Um, Nick Rima and Green remain in the halves, but we've got Chanel on the bench because uh, Wade Egan's been suspended for a little bit of a poke around on... Um, Latrell Mitchell's oh, did face. It, did he get a little bit? How many did he get? I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, I think well, I think he would, was going to get one if he took the guilty plea. So uh, two if he challenged. That, so. That's a happy little coincidence. Uh, I want to see yeah. how a, te- a team goes without him. See I, if I thought it worse. was his best, was at least his um, yeah, most promising display so far the other night. But again, still not. What was it? Idea. 43 metres. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it's still dog shit. No yeah, way. he got out a bit more. I just thought his uh, delivery was a lot crisper from dummy half. Ditched the no look um, BS and yeah, yeah, just looked to have a bit more authority there. But nevertheless, I much prefer to see Carl Lawton get a crack. Uh, probably the biggest unknown is what they're going to do with with Chanel. Um, whether they'll play him at dummy half or or slot Cody in and give Chanel a run it. Five eight, it kind of upsets the rhythm a bit too much, doesn't it? To is that because we just don't have the cattle over there to properly cover? 
because it's well, it's just it's Nate, such Nate a, Roach is over there. I thought we had about sixteen hooker half yeah. utilities, but maybe they're just picking him because he is the next best player available. Um, and yeah. he has been chucked in at dummy half a bit. He's certainly um, a tough little cookie Chanel. Doesn't shirk the work, but last time he was at dummy half, he broke his arm after about um, three minutes off the bench. So, um, yeah, yeah but, we don't need that. No, but oh, yeah, I just can't see them. And Nickarim has had a couple of good weeks in a row. Just yeah, I, I can't see them sort of changing their game plan so much that it, what it would require to bring. Chanel on um, in the halves. So, yeah, see what he can do. Good to see um, the young fella back in the 17 anyway. And the, yeah, the other the bitterly disappointing change, uh, our, our boy <laughs> Eliasa Katoa is um, injured after last week and Isaiah Papali gets the run in his place. Uh, now, I would have gone Karen. Yeah, I would have gone Karen. I, I see Paulo's in the extended uh, reserves there. I would have gone him. Um, it's I've, good that his face is propped straight back in there, that Peyton's in charge, Paulo. Yeah. Him, yeah, and, Ker- him and Kearney, there was rumours didn't, they didn't really mesh that yeah, well. Yeah, that's true. Um, just just on losing Katoa, given what he's delivered in Ugh. all six of his games so far and what we're losing compared to what we're adding with Papali, just... Uh, yeah, you get 70 or 80 metres and 30 tackles, but very little uh, impact or variety. And, yeah, hopefully the, the rest of the guys can yeah. step up. Um, it's only a week. He's not out long, is he? Uh, no. Nah, well, yeah, I, don't, I wouldn't think so. I don't think it's too serious. Um, it was, yeah, and Lachlan Burr's still in there. He had an HIA um, exit against South, but he's back, um, and Jack Murchie gets his first start in the second row with Katara out. Um, yeah, that's their team. The Storm, um, oh yeah, that's, that's not ideal. They've got Josh Adokar and Jerome Hughes coming back into the team. Uh, like, read out, out, the comparison of these two <laughs> team lists is just amazing. Yeah, it's, I, I can't bring You can see, this is why you can see the Warriors are struggling. The squad's so thin. These other teams are stacked. We just can't get players here. The only Fords that haven't played Origin for Melbourne are, are the Bromwich brothers. Um, and they've got Brandon Smith and Nelson Asafa Solomona coming off the bench. Uh, that is. Off the bench. Yeah, pretty demoralising. And, yeah, just so much speed out wide. And then Munster. Munster and Hughes in the halves. Pappenhausen at the back. That Munster's the best player going around at the moment, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, I've said... I think I've said, I've said since about 2015... Whoa, whoa, I've what's played. going on there? What so happened to your end then? I'm fiddling with a pen and I dropped it. Hey, hey, that. we had a... Te- <laughs> listeners out there, or listener... Before the, we took 10 minutes to launch this show because Will gave us a dressing down, both myself and his wife, about the horrendous noise we create. And that's why I'm just picking at him here. It's got to stop, Will. Sorry, i got to lead, got to lead by example. I didn't do that, so. Yeah. Anyway, well, sorry. Just, um, yeah, I've said several years ago, Cameron Munster would be the player that I'd, if I had, if I was building a new club, that he'd be the first player I'd sign. And I'd, I'd still think that yeah. five years later. So, yeah, him and Victor Radley. Yeah. Boom. Um, 
So another interesting um, storyline around this game, we don't actually have to go to Melbourne, just down to um, down to Cogra because the storm, the Victorian um, coronavirus situation has forced the Storm out of their hometown, home state, and they'll be on the road for the foreseeable future. Yeah. So yeah, so all of a sudden the Storm are um, getting a bit of a taste of what the Warriors have been going through for the last month or so, six weeks. Uh, so yeah, yeah, see if that has any effect. Probably not. They probably just treat this as an away game this week, and probably wouldn't have too much of an impact. But again, they've they've um, a lot of them are very quickly having to get used to the idea that they're going to be away from their families, their kids for uh, potentially a, a wee while. So yeah, we'll see if it does have a. An Out of impact it. On them. So is Victoria losing the handle on it completely down there? Are they? Um, yeah, big spike in cases, and they've got they've um, put a bunch of restrictions back in place. Maximum five people at your house, that sort of thing. So, a bit of a worry. Um, mm. Not just for rugby league, but no, no, no. out of it. Yeah. Oh well. Yeah, this is this is tough, but we'll probably win. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'd just love to see. You know, we had all those players out, Roger. Um, Blake Green and, and a few others last year when we went to Melbourne for Anzac Day were coming off some bad losses and were expected to get pumped by 50 and they put in probably the most courageous performance in the club's was history. That, was that Paddy Herbert's debut? Yeah, Paddy Herbert, greatest debut in Warriors history. Um, That's right. Went down by a point after some pretty uh, diabolical refereeing and... Yeah, one of those nights that you feel proud to be a Warriors fan. Hopefully we can get something similar. I'm not something similar. So that. what night are we? Friday again, yeah. same time this yep. night. Is that right? Yeah. Jeez, it's just clockwork, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I think that, that run comes to an end soon, but I'll enjoy another Friday night of the of um, the Warriors. Yeah, yeah. It can easily ruin a whole weekend, though, can't mm, it? Yeah. I think, given everything that happens, that has happened, it doesn't seem like the results overly important just want to see some uh, yeah. some spirit and I think they will come out firing um, yeah backs to the wall sort of sort of thing like we saw first match out of the lockdown I reckon they'll push the storm here do bit. you? Yeah, there must be a big gap in the betting yeah I heard someone put uh, 10 grand on the um, 10 grand on the storm at the New Zealand TAB to make and only make 1500 bucks out of it Jesus. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. I'm not sure what the betting odds are, but I'd say we're about six, seven, eight bucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, nah. It's, I don't know. But yeah, I reckon we can easily win this one. I mean, I can. If just because it's what happens. Yeah. Struggle. We can, we can turn them down. This team's rubbish. So Such a weak squad compared to Melbourne, and then they'll just come out and win. And it does, it does happen in rugby league, and particularly with after a coach sacking, whether it was expected or or not, um, we're going to run through the uh, bit late of history corner. Just a bit of a sneak preview of the performance of uh, Warriors teams, and or particularly caretaker coaches in their first game in charge of the Warriors. So yeah. Mm, so if you were thinking about just. Uh, Tuning out now, you might want to stick around. <laughs> We've got plenty to come. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, I'm, if I had to tip, 
with like my life depending on it, definitely going with Melbourne, oh. but yeah. throwing the support behind the boys. With, with, with your fingers crossed behind your back. Yeah, that's the one, yeah. Um, so, what do you reckon? Straight into the rest of round seven? Yeah, let's pump through. Okay. Thursday night, Thursday night. Yeah, uh, Penrith and South Sydney. Penrith, surprise packets, you can't deny Jeez, them anymore. They're good, aren't they? They've been bloody good this year. Only one loss, and it was a tough one to Parramatta. Great win over Melbourne, their bogey team last week. Uh, Coruscant's made a massive difference to, the, to that side. Cleary's on fire. Hell of a team, kick out. Um, South, yeah, got the rub of the green a bit in the first half and, and to their credit, went on with it and put a big score on us. Uh, Latrell Mitchell again looking good. But I've got to stick with Penrith here, unchanged. They're, yeah, yeah, they're, they're notched down on Penrith. Yeah, Penrith just looked like a, a gritty, tough team, but with some brilliance to uh, back it up. Yeah. Yeah, they are gun, great guns, and that's good. I do, I do like that for Cleary. Yeah, I'd like to yeah. see Cleary get a. He deserves a premiership. He's definitely one of the cleverest coaches. So I can, I can definitely, I, I can definitely cop a Penrith premiership better now that Phil Gould's out of the club. Yeah, um, yeah, agreed. Second game on Friday after the Warriors um, Storm game is Roosters and Dragons. This could be a bloodbath. Dragons couple of wins on the trot, but. Uh, they've been over pretty shoddy opposition, so yeah, uh, the Roosters. Yeah, I, I think they're going to come crashing back down to earth. They've been unbelievable, the Roosters, since the restart. Oh yeah, crazy. Yeah. Who did they play last weekend? Par- Parramatta. Not? They and Parramatta took it to them, oh, and they ended up winning good. fairly comfortably in a in a great game. Um, just I can't believe the Morris brothers. They're Oh, they got to go. I was just about to say they got to go around another year, don't they? Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, it's a story. If the three peat happens, I'll be pretty happy for Josh Morris. He's watched uh, old uh, twin brother win premierships at two clubs. Hasn't got one himself. Just a couple oh, of grand final losses uh, with the Bulldogs to his under his belt, and yeah, could finally get that ring. So yeah, pretty cool that he's yeah. ended up there. Um, yeah, yeah, I reckon, yeah they're going awesome. Yeah, I reckon. Landslide. I didn't realise Josh didn't have one. No, you kind of think that that he would, but yeah, just the the grand. When, when did he arrive at the chart? Um, it was only last year, wasn't it? Josh, oh, was it? Yeah, um, last year or the year before, and yeah, spent he left the Dragons before they won a comp. Went to the Bulldogs. <laughs> <laughs> oh Joshy. Yeah. Oh Joshy. Um so, speaking of coaches under pressure kicking off on Saturday, Cowboys and Knights, Paul Green is he's under the pump big time. I think he's overtaken McGregor as the most under pressure coach in the game right now. Um Cowboys going terrible. Uh, shocking for the vast majority of the game against the Tigers on the back of being pumped by us. Um yeah, they haven't got that, much Yeah, that on. first half was um, it was unreal how fucking yeah. unswitched on they were. Mm. They put, they just didn't want a bar of that game. But, Look, granted, they come out all right in the second half, but it was all it was finished. It was, it was done. All over. Yeah, um, and Knights, they are still going pretty well. How, how did they play? Yeah, they had a, a solid win. Jeez, it was a boring game. Went over the Broncos okay. last Thursday. Um, but yeah. got the job done fairly comfortably and still right up at the pointy end of the ladder. Bradman best out this week, though, because he's broken um, 
broken protocols. Wouldn't have been his neck. No. Oh. <laughs> no way. Um, but yeah, breaking lockdown protocols. And What's he's, he up to? Yeah, what? so he's got to go into isolation. He's missing this week. So that's a bit of a blow. Um, oh. I just wanted to have a bit of a, a, a rant about the Dallium voting. Um, you know how much I, I rate um, Bradman Best. I think he's, yeah. you know, one of the yeah. most exciting young players in the game. But he got two votes last week. Barely featured. He had some good stats, but he didn't really get many opportunities on attack. Didn't really I do anything. I reckon that was a lot like Luke Brooks last year. Some, yeah. the, some of them are just like teacher's pets, some of the players that get around. Well, I reckon it might be some sort of um, secret ploy from whoever the judge was to to get him more votes than, than Ali Katoa and uh, do him out of the Dallium Rookie of the Year award. That, mm, that's my controversial. Yeah. <laughs> this one gets you the old daily end. <laughs> this is a real sticking point for you. You, uh, you hate yeah. you hate frivolous votes. Well, I away. couldn't believe it. Like I, you know, I because I had money on score a try, so I was watching him like a hawk, and I was a little bit disappointed that he didn't really get any, you know, any space or anything he like up that. Two points. Two points. Did nothing. I tell I tell you who's another runner that I spied in the weekend. Or rookie is he rookie? Who's the on loan to the Tigers? Hooker? Oh, Harry Grant. Yeah, he's a real. Gee whiz! Yeah, he's amazing. What a uh, the, the Tigers are desperate to hang on to him, and you can no see shit. why. Um, no that, shit. Yeah, that hasn't worked out quite as well for the um, for the Storm because Paul Momorowski, the centre that went there in the swap yeah. deal, we can't even get into the. Storm uh, side, even with uh, Seve out, they've got Brinko Lee in there instead of uh, Momorowski. I don't know. Would you, would you rather that dude that you've got contracted to you just to get that NRL experience and get that tough week in, week out? Well, when it was if Brink, you're Bellamy was, and you trust Maguire, I it reckon it'll be Brinko, quite good. Oh, yeah, having Harry Grant play the, this... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah just a lot of um, uncertainty around, obviously, when Cameron Smith's going to retire and also the fact that Brandon Smith is at the club. Next in so, line. Uh, yeah, he's certainly not. He's certainly too good to be um, playing off the bench or not be in the side at all. Harry Grant. Yeah, so. I can see. I can see um, Brandon Smith turning more into a lock as time yeah. goes by. Anyway. Yes, yeah, he's, he's pretty burly. Mm. Um, who's oh, sorry, so we're talking Knights. Yeah. Yeah, Knights, yeah, Cowboys. Knights yeah, Cowboys. Sure, yeah. Cowboys, Cowboys are dog shit. Yeah. Paul Green, yeah. He's, um, he's, his rankings have dropped so rapidly, haven't they? I wonder if he... He's obviously had a, a fair bit of success, a couple of grand finals, one premiership. I wonder if he would come into the Warriors mix. I mean, it, you don't often go from being dumped from your long-term role straight into another one. Um, but maybe he is someone that, that, that they'd look at. Yeah, yeah, they've had a lot of change, cattle-wise, at that club. Mm. So Thurston uh, retiring, they just haven't re- recovered from that yet. And Morgan's been injured pretty much that whole time he's been retired. Yeah, well, close coming to Coming out of the team. Barely been there this year. Um, yeah, yeah. Not, but, the Knights are still going to do them. Yeah, quite, quite easily, I would think. Um, second game on Saturday, Broncos-Titans, the derby, and these teams are both as bad as each other at the moment. Um yeah, geez, the Broncos are in all sorts, and they've made some pretty wild changes this week. Well, not really, but uh, Tessie New has has uh, been thrown into the fullback role, Asako onto the bench. Um, there's still injured guys all over the show, and 
uh, just look terrible, particularly in the halves. Um, yeah, Milford is, is just awful at the moment. Isaac Luke gets start this week, second week at the club. Oh, did he get the start? Yeah. And oh, so nice. he's, the only, he's the only hooker in the side because Osako's got the uh, the interchange utility role. So very interesting Shit. call there. Um, this game's not going to tell us how good the Titans are, but how shit the Broncos are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't mind the Titans for the upset here. They'll be, neither, they'll be sniffing an opportunity for a win. Should we jump on that? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm um, all in on that. And Bryce Cartwright's been left out of the 17, so there you go. Check nice. Mate. And, and that, who's the guy that I like at fullback? Corey Thompson. Yeah. Always <laughs> rated him at fullback. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Titans still, uh, still, still trying. And they've, they've got a few points in them, the Titans. The Broncos' attack has just been... Yeah, it's, it's like it's like punching or kicking a deaf blind kid or something, mm-hmm. though, picking on the Titans, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. You just don't do it. Uh, they're, just, they're just trying to get by in life like everyone else. Just leave them alone. Uh, <laughs> Titans. Is that, did that sound like, mean? Or, I don't know. It doesn't it sound like you're tipping them, them anymore anyway, but uh, <laughs> I'll stick with the Titans. Um. Yeah, I'm going Titans. That's how much I don't want the Broncos to win. Uh, big game to finish off Super Saturday, Parramatta-Canberra. Um, Canberra pretty keen for a win here. They couldn't get over a injury-stricken Manly last week and uh, just haven't been putting on a lot of points, the Raiders. Eels didn't quite come up to them. Yeah, didn't quite um, you know, come up to the mark against the Roosters. They're obviously still a rung below them, but they didn't really lose too many admirers either. Um, thought it was a pretty decent nah. effort. Yeah, on form, I think Parramatta just got it over Canberra. Canberra still haven't shown themselves no, this year. Just the one one over Melbourne where they really looked like, you know, the the premiership. Uh, looked like they turned a corner, yeah. So yeah, big game for both clubs. Parramatta obviously yeah. didn't want to lose back to back, and Raiders, well, same, and they need to prove themselves. So. Yeah, looking forward to this one, but at Bankwest, I'd have to go with Parramatta, just a bit more momentum and a few more points. Yeah, I took Canberra last week and never again, so... <laughs> you got burned. I'm uh, gone. Uh, so okay. Sunday, uh, kicking off with uh, traditional rivals Manly and Cronulla. Um, Manly, injuries all over the show. Tom Trevojevich out for eight weeks. Dylan Walker out for an extended period as well. Really tough for them because um, Moses Suley's still out. Um, they do have Marty Tapao and George Tafoa coming back, but yeah, geez, it, particularly Trevojevic, that's a big loss. Um, God, he's he's brittle that kid, yeah, eh? Yeah, no, it's it's really worrying long term. He's he's hasn't had many uh, full seasons. But, at least he's only getting niggly eight weeks, and uh, mm. at least he's not smashing Doing any knees, knees in that. At least yeah. a yeah. bit of strength and age might. It's, it might go in the past, but yeah, these first couple of years, it's mm. stop-start. So Brendan Elliott and Lachlan Croker um, are the fill-ins in, in those key spine positions for Manly. Gutsy win last week. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, Cronulla, what did Cronulla get up to? Oh, they made hard work right. of beating the Bulldogs. Uh, um, <laughs> yeah, did. Yeah. Um, oh, they're horrible. They are mud. Um, Manly... Yeah, I got. I got to go manly on this. They're still too gritty. They'll they'll work harder than Cronulla to win this. Still, I reckon. Yeah. Where's the youngest Trebojevic? 
you know the real uh, young ones uh, ben, yeah that they've been yeah going, yeah i don't know he can't be too far away he's still a teenager i think but uh, mm-hmm. yeah I, th- I think he was more of a back row type oh yeah. okay and they're pretty well stocked there but um yeah i, I think i'm gonna back cronulla here i think oh yeah upset, upset yeah just with those injuries and cronulla still have uh, that talent bubbling away i think this might be just a week they turn up they yeah. uh, have a good record against manly from memory um yeah. and round nah. f- i'm sick of these sunday night games when are they going to move this forward to our four o'clock time slot but nevertheless another sunday night game eight thirty our time and sit the dogs again yes yeah, man <laughs> you know <laughs> you're not going well when you get head. sunday night games for about six weeks in a row oh yeah, Bulldogs, Tigers. Uh, Bulldogs, oh. they're trying hard. They weren't that far off against Cronulla, but again, they're falling short against some pretty poor teams. Um, Tigers, Tough yeah. Tough one to pick, though. Yeah, I, you know, Tigers were probably be disappointed the way that they didn't go on with the job, but they uh, blew the Cowboys off the park early and showed mm. enough, I thought. Yeah. I'm, Reynolds is doing better for a bit of footy game yeah. time. Yeah. And, and that hooker, nah, yeah, I reckon, yeah, they may have turned to call. Yeah, Tigers. Tigers. Yep, done. Uh, so just the just the one, was it? Manly Cronulla that we're different on? Yeah, it is. Mm. That's good. That's good. That's a good game for that time of the weekend. Yeah. I don't mind that. Um, so it's round seven, done and dusted. Um, and... Now it's, yeah, if you're keen for a bit of History Corner, as, as yeah, promised. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. just let me bring up my uh, my info sheet here. Listen to your t- tap away, <laughs> rustling away. Rust- yeah, no, I've got to get the, the keyboard the file. further away from the mic. Um, so, as as I said, we're, it's uh, Todd Payton's first game as uh, Warriors coach, as interim caretaker coach, whatever you want to call it. Still would uh, take a wee look at the the fate of uh, other caretaker coaches throughout Warriors history in their first game, in their debut as, as coach. So the first one, Frank Endicott taking over from John Money midway through uh, the 1997 Super League season. So God, not... both of those dudes look like used car salesmen, don't they? Well, It's you know, like he you brought know... the car sales off of Money. <laughs> you know Frank as a, as a dealership, eh? Are you serious? Yeah. Yeah. I'd just like I to... didn't know. I did not know that. Yeah. I just I just picture them two in my mind, then I can see them on a car sales lot together shaking hands. <laughs> well Moni that's, that's amazing. Yeah, so uh Frank and, and Shane the, the son brought Endicott Motor Group and so yeah, if you're in Canterbury, head down and you'll see Frank there most days. Always happy to have I a yarn with know. a league fan and uh, he'll give you a good deal on a car. Get down there. Wouldn't it be out of it? I am spot on with John Ackland. Oh man, I'm starting to think you might have hit the nail on the head. Um, but anyway, sorry. But back to 1997. So yeah, round nine was uh, when Moni got the chop. You know, Frank Hindercott came down. Famously uh, said, "Forget about training, boys. Let's uh, head down to the pub and get on the piss together." Um, and they hosted uh, Brisbane. Red Hot Brisbane, who went on to win the win that Super League Premiership in a canter. Um, 
Final score, 34-18, but it was much improved performance. Um, Sean Hoppy had a blinder couple of tries, and it was a little bit of a platform for the Warriors to make a bit of a charge. Uh, they dominated in the World Club Challenge after that in England and here, made the semi-final. And Gee, what, they gave a couple of those English teams a holiday, yeah, eh? some massive scorelines. I think we might have yeah. got 70 on St Helens or something like that. Uh, yeah. And then won four of their last five uh, Super League Premiership games to to uh, get out of Wooden Spoon territory. So, yeah. Was, oh, yeah. yeah there's yeah, uh, there's nice. your first one. Next one was when uh, Daniel Anderson did the bolt during 2004. <laughs> um, yeah, that was a very low time for the club. Uh, and it was, it was Daniel Anderson's decision to walk. He wasn't pushed. The... The, yeah, that was out of it. It was like one, two, three, four, yeah. five, bye. Yeah. <laughs> like snake off the Simpsons out the back door, and left uh, Tony Kemp to pick up the pieces. We'd been pummeled fifty-eight-six by the Roosters in Anderson's last game. Hosted the Raiders, who I, at the time, from memory, were going pretty well. Um, you know, famously before this game, uh, the Warriors got all the the, the players' uh, fathers and. And that sort of thing into the into the sheds before the I think it was before the game, bit of a or maybe it was in the lead up during the week, um, bit of a an emotional uh, session there and uh, inspired the the boys to a pretty impressive twenty fourteen win over the Raiders. Uh, a lot of young faces in there. Yeah, I'm just looking at the lineup sheet from that that day. Young Carl Tomata on the bench. Um, didn't really lead to too much else that season it was um there's only a couple of wins from the remaining 13 or 14 games um but yeah tony kemp bit of un a bit unlucky um some might say he had a decent 2005 season before uh getting knifed for ivan cleary to to come in and obviously cleary went very well so no one really cared about <laughs> tony kemp's feelings after that um Moving on to our third, the third uh, caretaker coach in our history, 2012, Brian McLennan. He gets um, axed after six straight losses at the back end of the season. Just two rounds to go and, and they show uh, Brian McLennan the door. He was gutted about it, um, thought that he really had something to offer and yeah, bitterly disappointed to leave. They put Tony Edor in, uh, uh, Tony Edor in charge and... Um, just for those last two games, yeah, not much to report there. Thirty-eight six, they went down to St George Illawarra, and and I remember first game. watching that game. Oh man, I, I can't remember anything. Can't remember anything about this game, to be honest. Jason Nightingale, a double from fullback. Um, yeah, I was watching it at the Ranfurly Tavern, the pub in Ranfurly. Oh man! And I'd just sit in there and amongst rugby folk, oh, no. all all whinging and moaning how shit league is, and then I give that I got yeah I copped it. Yeah, that's what you get, bloody stupid warriors. <laughs> that's what they like, and I just sit in there for hours. I think, yeah, yeah. Far too many of us warriors fans have been in in that exact situation. <laughs> that exact situation. Mm. <laughs> uh, man, it was another loss in the final round to Canberra for for Tony in his last game as a head coach. Obviously stuck around at the club. Um, and the last one, Andrew McFadden, 
Now this was a heartbreaker. I remember this one like it was yesterday. So Matt Elliott got the chop after a horrific loss to Cronulla in round five of 2014. Uh, Cappy gets the the promotion from a uh, from an assistant role, and no one gave us a chance against Canterbury. Eden Park it was. Uh, looked like we're on course for a win. Uh, I think we're ahead by two with only three minutes left. Uh, Trent Hodkinson penalty goal from a contentious penalty and then a Trent Hodkinson field goal. We go down 21-20. So, mm. yeah, Tony Kemp, the only interim coach to get the win on debut. Hopefully uh, Todd Payton can join him this weekend. But, yeah, a few little pockets of history there for you. Yeah, that's like interesting. That. Just the once. Yeah, because you always you always talk about getting you always oh when they change coaches you always get those couple of wins early and then that's it. But yeah, there's some famous, obvi- obviously um, not. Yeah, well, not for us. There's some famous examples of um, of other clubs coaches getting some uh, crazy upsets on on debut after after ditching their their coach. So yeah, maybe Todd Payton. This would be uh, the. Um, the king-sized upset, though, if they could roll Melbourne in this situation. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. I'll watch. I'll I'll give it a look. Yeah. Um. Did you want a little music box or? Yeah. What do you got? You got an well, update, haven't you? I do about Young Maney. Well, I don't know how this has um, slipped by us, but yeah. Young Maney's released a. Uh, for those who don't know, Jermaine Tanaw Brown is a rapper as well. Um, got got a few tracks on Spotify and a few more now. He's got a, a seven track, I guess it's an EP. EP? Called Off the Bench. Well, he's well and truly off the bench now. He's starting. Maybe it was a premonition. Um, yeah, I had a bit of a listen. Not too bad. How is it? Not too How bad, but kind of um, certainly in that same <clears throat> style of, you know, Hilltop Hoods, Ellie, those sort of guys with a bit of an Aussie accent kind of thing, but good production yeah. some um maybe slightly cliched uh lyrics but you know i i, I thought it was pretty good the first not song, a first listenable song, yeah it sort of seems like he's, he's matured a bit since those early uh song source and in the like <laughs> but uh but he's the first song i see is you know pretty uh you know Pretty decent song. It starts off pulling up in the whip, looking icy. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, Cold. He also, he also uh, drops the in. Was he in Canberra? Yeah, I don't know where he was actually, but he's um, he was still macking all the hoes, according to himself in that song. Even though he was cold. Even though he was cold. Yeah. Yeah. So that's. That's how huh. icy he is, but um, yeah, check it out. <laughs> no, and I'm not being facetious here. I actually think he sounds pretty good, but it's just a few sort of corny uh, hip hop cliches. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it, it sort of interested me if someone, if you know, if he could, um, as a rapper, he could say some pretty uh, controversial things in a song. That if a player said that, say, on their social media or in an interview or something, they're probably front, yeah, fronting their uh, club boss with a please explain letter. Bit of a license, of isn't it? Yeah, so I yeah, just, just uh, found that kind of Do, interesting. Is there any mention of his league at all in it? Or did he keep I haven't that away? too far. I haven't got on to, um, to Lyric Genius and, and 
comb through it. I'd, I'd love to see him start referencing opposition players and that sort of thing. <laughs> but that's got to be where he's headed. Yeah, um, uh, he's building. He's yeah. building. Um, I'd love to. I can't wait to interview him, talk to him about his influences and what he wants to do. With his yeah, music. so it's he's because um, the reason we want to know because we want to be surprised by the player because no one, re- everyone's been pretty predictable. Mm. We want to find that person's like, far out. You've got a good radar, man. Mm. You've got a real good radar. Um, speaking of, do, do you have any hot tips for us? Hot tips. Oh, I've been um. I just been because I've been under tough work wise lately. I've just been smashing a whole heap of jungle and dub and oh, really? jungle DMB and a bit of dub. So a whole lot of tip of Irie, bit of Congo Natty. Um, a guy called Chris Lorenzo, man, actually, a yeah. song called Nothing Dat. N u t t i n d a t. Chris Lorenzo, and yeah, but it's a excusing as um just a. Still stupidity of spelling. Hey, um, the song's a banger. Uh, uh, yeah, so but yeah, but it's just been so busy. I um, I always you get when you're busy, you get grumpy and tired. So I always put on something quite yeah, you want lighthearted and ha- happy. It's hard to uh, to muster the enthusiasm to go looking for new stuff. Um, yeah, I haven't got anything for you, but I've I do have an update on the uh, Laurie Daly 1990s music <laughs> taste saga. So if, yes. if you didn't hear a few, if you didn't hear a few weeks ago, um, found an old player profile of of Laurie Daly and asked what sort of music he listened to, and he said soul was his, his um, music of choice. So we were suitably disgusted thinking about heartthrob Laurie, um, you know, chucking on some some Chardonnay or or Seal, and um, getting busy, but. The very next season, he appeared in a similar um, interview type thing, Rugby League Week, and uh, said, oh, um, you know, favourite artist of all time. And he's like, oh, I love Jimmy Barnes. So well, what happened to the soul, Laurie? This, is, this is less than a year later, and you've ditched soul for Jimmy Barnes. I think, he's, um, I think his manager is saying, look, this soul thing is really hurting your image. Just say Barnsy. <laughs> really? Everyone loves Barnsy. You, you can't go wrong with him. He's copped a bit of backlash or some interest from people that he didn't want interest from. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's had to change. Yeah, oh, 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 yeah, of course. Barnsley, such a safe call. Oh, yeah, no, nah, he's all good. Yeah. Everyone loves Barnsley. Yeah, you can't get any flack for that. Um, and I can't remember who it was we said a couple of weeks ago that was into John Cougar Mellencamp, but uh, Jason Croker, circa 1994, was uh, also a big... He didn't even, he didn't even bother with... Um, Mellencamp, he just said anything by John Cougar. Oh, oh great close, that yeah. close. It's all that's like calling um Credits Clearer Revival CCR. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, he's he's hardcore. Oh yeah, no, John Cougar. Yeah, no, bloody John Cougar. Um, yeah, no, nah, it was um it was because that was one of Brandy's huge collection of twenties favorite CDs. Oh, that's right. Yeah, was John Cougar out of his twenty <laughs> compact discs. I'd love to see um, Brandy Alexander's CD racks now. Can't It'd be exactly the same. There's <laughs> <laughs> probably 18. <laughs> lost, lost two of them somewhere. Yeah. Sold them. They were in a car he sold. Mark Guy's borrowed them and hasn't brought them back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Uh, oh, well, did, did we get some info out of there today? Yeah, we've really... Um, it's a bit of a long one, so thanks for sticking with us. But plenty to cover off, obviously. 
one of the big weeks in Warriors history, news-wise. So, um, yeah, hopefully you got a bit out of it. Enjoy the weekend and enjoy the, yeah, enjoy the game on Friday and we'll see you on the other side.